You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 5th. You are listening to a bonus episode of the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glynn. On this bonus episode, you will hear from 24-7 Sports National College Football reporter Brandon Marcello as he was joined by Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman as they discuss the Razorbacks as well as Sam Pittman's long journey to becoming the head coach at Arkansas. So without holding you any longer, here is their conversation. Coach, I wanted to start off you obviously had an incredible season last year. How do you go about building off of that and when there's even higher expectations just in your third year, really? Well, we do have – we lost several, and we have several coming back. To me, the key is uh, your leaders. Who, who are they? Uh, obviously, K.J. Jefferson is, you know, big for us returning. And and then you have Bumper Pool and Catalan who are, who are kind of the leaders on defense. So – that's big. And then we understood who we had back and going out in the portal and trying to replace some of the guys that we lost. So, so far, I feel like we've done really well in the portal. Uh, we, we hit on the guys that we that we went and got. So spring's been going really well. You mentioned KJ there. I mean, there's, a, you know, outside looking in, it seems to be a lot of hype. You hear, you hear the noise. Some people even saying like, Dark Horse, Heisman stuff, which I'm sure a lot of coaches just like, just don't talk about that type of stuff. But what what are you really trying to get hammer home with him in the spring and this summer to kind of take that next step for you? Well, he, he has really good leadership skills. He he hadn't always used it verbally. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten a lot better uh, this spring. Uh, the other thing is obviously we want him to be able to throw the ball with more velocity. His accuracy has always been pretty good. He's always made pretty good decisions. He's not, he's not reckless with the football because he has feet. The the one thing that's probably the most concerning in spring ball is you never run him, you know. Yeah. And and uh, actually last year we found out how good a runner he was in the first game of the year uh, because you know it's a tag off and also you know it's almost a dead play if you run in spring ball because you're not going to hit him. I think just continue to develop his verbal skills as a leader and he's getting better at that when you look at this offense and the the evolution of it i mean you obviously lose a guy that was all american quality and now you're looking for that that guy to kind of step in as that go-to role how you feel right now about that spot well that's a big concern on our football team and the reason being is because you know we threw for less than 100 yards in the outback bowl without burks and uh now you're certainly going to have more time to to get that situation handled. Uh, the other thing is we ran it really well in that game as well. So uh, you have to look at both sides of that. We went out in the portal and got Hazelwood, who was a hit, uh, who's a good player. And then we've got to develop our guys that we have to get better. Uh, I think that's happened. Uh, I really like Keytron Jackson. And then lately we've made a move with, with uh, Malik Hornsby to play some wide receiver, which he has uh, height. He's got unbelievable speed and he has a, he's a natural at, at catching the football uh, we've certainly not given up on him at quarterback but he could become in my opinion a, a very elite wide receiver uh, if he worked his craft a little bit more I was listening to you a, a couple of days ago you're talking about Malik and 
and it kind of got into that whole transfer portal and your philosophy mm-hmm. with it. With if you're a player and you're in the transfer portal and you're not participating in things for three weeks in spring practice, it's like you can't really just come in and say, you know, act like nothing happened. You, tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Not necessarily just Malik and how he handled it and being able to come back, but you know, how you handle that in the future with players. I just don't want anything, nothing, nobody, not a situation, nothing to separate the team, nothing. And I think we're really good at treating them all the same. If you want to be different, go catch a touchdown pass, knock somebody out, you know, throw a touchdown, make it, make a tackle, pick a ball, whatever it may be. If you want to be different and you want to be looked at different, then go make a play. Other than that, they're all the same because all of them are very, very, very important to the team. So therefore, if a guy goes in the portal and he's in the portal a week, two weeks, whatever, well, the rest of the team's working. And for whatever reason, he's changed his mind. A lot of times it might be the portal wasn't as good to him as he thought it was going to be. And then so, well, I'll just come back to Arkansas. Well, no, you won't. Now, that was different with Malik because he didn't miss anything. He, he was Everybody was on vacation or Christmas break, whatever, after after the bowl game. He didn't miss any functions. And then he called and said, Coach, I've, I've made a mistake. I want to come back uh, to Arkansas. I said, well, come on. And uh, that was the difference. And I had said, if you go on the portal, you can't come back on the team. I didn't say that to lie to people. I meant what I said, but there's certain situations right. there that, that are certainly different, and I want to be fair to the to the young man as long as it's fair to the team. Talk quickly about the defense. I've been so impressed with what yeah. Coach Odom's done, even just through his career, but especially here, he comes in and you know the three man front and everything. You give up plays, but even Bumper Pool was telling me earlier, it's not necessarily about oh man, they're marching down the field. We're kind of waiting for them to go into a mistake. Cause it's so difficult yeah. to have long sustained drives, and you keep them out of the end zone. That's that's the ultimate goal. What has Coach Odom done for, for your team just with that philosophy and being able to, to work people down like well, that? Well, I think the kids have ultimate respect for him, as do I. It's his defense. He runs the defense. He's in charge of the defense. Um, he's, he's got quality assistance working with him as well. But I think the better athlete we, we can continue to develop, including the corners, you know, yeah. because right now that the drop eight doesn't have to be drop eight all the time or 75% of the time if you have some cover corners. We feel like we're headed in that direction, not with one and two, but maybe as many as four to five that we feel like we can put out there and, and you know, bring a linebacker, bring a fourth guy, bring a fifth guy and place some man cover behind it. Uh, which I'm not – I know we didn't feel that way two years ago. And now uh, towards the latter part of the year, we blitzed a little bit more. Our big deal is we, we weren't getting the offense behind the sticks on first down, and we were much better this year than we were last year, but we've got a long way to go there. The, the big topic always with you and with people that visit with you is just how – friendly you are and how great of a recruiter you've always been and the people person you are and and to me and to everybody you fit so well in Arkansas because of that and the community it is but I mean I, I guess a lot of people fail to mention that I mean you grew up in Grove Oklahoma mm-hmm. I mean in, in this area you know what it's like you know what the people are like what's different about this area of the country growing up and even now uh, as a professional to where you know, your other stops. I think you've had, you've, you've been all over the country. Yeah. You know, the people are, are different and I, and, and I don't want to, that's not to be negative towards any place I've been. The people are different because this is the team, you know, and, uh, 
University of Arkansas is the team of the state of Arkansas. And I think that's a little bit different. I think kids, when they're born in the state of Arkansas, they're a Razorback. I mean, that's just what it is. And and they're not a Razorback or something else. They're they're a Razorback. And so I think that the passion makes it different. I, I remember when I was a kid, came over to the university and I fell in love with the hog and the colors, you know, and and different people fall in love with the with universities for different reasons. Mine was I liked the pig, I liked the colors, and I felt like I fit in more than Coach Holtz felt like I fit in. <laughs> but I felt like I fit in here. And then it was a dream of mine to come back as an offensive line coach. Coach University of Arkansas was a big, big deal for me, you know. And so I don't know the reason, but I th- I would say it's the people and the passion of the state for Arkansas Razorbacks. I was at the the coaches convention when you were giving your your speech, and you're talking about coaches who affect. I mean, we've all got those people in our lives. Yeah. We've played, you know, sports. Who is the best coach you've ever had in your life? Well, my high school coach Charlie Cooper was a heck of a heck of a football coach, and not only uh, on the field, but the things that we learned on the field translated to life. And I want to be that guy. I want I want our guys to walk out of here and be the best husband. You hear it said all the time. I really, really want that to happen. I want them to basically. I want them to leave college and kick butt the rest of their life because of because of football and and the things that they've learned uh, through football. But Char- Coach Cooper caught taught me that he taught me toughness taught me my mind could be stronger can my mind can control a lot of things Uh, we try to help our kids with that butch davis taught me a lot about recruiting kirby taught me a lot about recruiting and organization i think even the high school jobs that i was head coach of and the junior college job i think it taught me a lot about relationships with coaches and uh, if I have a problem let's talk about it let's don't let it fester let's try to fix it as fast as we can and that way it doesn't become a, a, a lengthy problem or it doesn't we're not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill at some point because if you don't talk about it, it becomes a mountain where it really probably was just a molehill probably the guy didn't understand it you don't like it that way let's change it whatever let's visit about it so I learned probably those two guys. Gary Darnell was a big influence when I worked up at Western Michigan, even though it was a short time. And then Joe Novak at Northern Illinois was just, this is how we do it. Uh, They call it the hard way at Northern Illinois. They thrive on the blue chip, the underdog, the things of that nature. And uh, that's kind of how we are here at Arkansas. You'll hear more from Brandon and Coach Pittman when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
I just want to end, end it with this, these next few questions about just kind of your journey. I mean, you had, I think, 14 jobs where you were there two years or less, yeah. not in addition to others. And you're moving around a lot and with, with a wife and you're trying to start yeah. life. You're moving around so much. It's got to be stressful. I'm sure you probably had a desire to be a head coach somewhere, even mm. if it wasn't the forefront of your mind. Was there at any point when you're moving and coming and going, you're going, I don't think I'm ever going to be a head coach? Yeah. I mean, the drive to be a head coach was twofold. One, you you wanted to see if you could do it. You know, I mean, can I do it? Can I be successful? The other one, at the time, they the head coaches were the only ones making hardly any money. And, and all the assistants were, you know, which has totally changed now. Uh, the assistants can make a really good living, especially in, in this league. So, yeah, I was driven that way and, and twofold, to be perfectly honest. One was, I, I can do that. I want to show people I can do that. I want to run a team. And the other one was financially. Well, when I got to Georgia, at that point, I go, man, I'm, I'm at one of the top schools in the country. Uh, I've got a huge job to, to do. Uh, we're trying to turn the program uh, not turn. Coach Richter, I think he had averaged 10 yep. wins a year. You know, what a wonderful man he is. But we were trying to take it to maybe a little bit higher level. And I knew my plate was full. And I was thankful that I had the job. I was thankful I had the finances. And at that point, I go, it's not going to happen. And you know how egos work. And you go, well, have I done enough? Have I done this? Well, I'm from Canton, Grove, Oklahoma. And I was an offensive line coach at Georgia, Tennessee, Oklahoma, name it, North Carolina. Have I accomplished things? Yeah. And I was fine with that. But I never go, well, I'm not going to be a head coach, so I, now I can relax because I'm coaching half the offense. And we relied on that offensive line to be successful to win games. So I never was, woe with me. I'm not going to get it done. But there was a point, and I'll go, hey, I'm getting older. I'm not going to get hired. I'm fine with it. I've had a great, great blessed life being the O-line coach and my journey, even the moves, journey of meeting different people, different yeah, athletes. It's exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. Does it, I mean, you're so busy anyway. And by the way, thanks for the time. You're fine. so you're so busy anyway. But do you ever have time where you're able to sit down on the couch or something, crack open a beer and you go, wow, you know, I, I've done, been able to maybe talk to everybody I want to, but I've got like, 30 former players that reach out to me routinely or whatever that number is. And they're talking to me about their lives and you're like, and they're thanking you for things and you yeah, realize it's incredible. kind of, yeah. I mean, you, not only is it relationships, but you, you were formative in their, in their lives. Yeah. It's, it's really a neat deal. I don't know how, but it's really neat. If you really think about Arkansas and I've been the O-line coach in Missouri, head coach at two high schools yeah. in Missouri. Kansas. I was at KU, coached at KU. I was the head coach at Hutch. I went to Pittsburgh State. Oklahoma. I was an O-line coach at Oklahoma. I grew up in western Oklahoma, graduated in eastern Oklahoma, and then the state of Arkansas. If you look at it, all of those areas are close. So I have so many guys that can drive down here and watch a practice and come see me and all those things. And it's just fulfilling all the time. I had one come in uh, today that uh, uh, is coaching in Kansas, and he brought his son by, and we sat down and chatted a little bit, and it takes a little extra time and all that, but it's worth every second of well, it's it. It's like a gift you don't expect every That's day right. to see someone that you're like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing here? I haven't seen you in a while. Okay, I wanted to run through, I want to run through every job you've had, and I just want you to 
say kind of the first thing that right. comes to your mind, like kind of rapid fire. Okay. Pittsburgh State. Uh, wasn't ready. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was too close to when I just played. Okay. Thanks, high school. Dad. My dad, dad coached there. Princeton Junior Senior High School. <laughs> Great opportunity. Had 16 kids on the team. Wow. Trenton High School, Missouri. Wife worked down to Trenton, uh, got the job, went to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Wow. Hutchison Community College as the offensive line coach. Great opportunity. Wasn't going to take it because I thought we had to live in the dorms. I was a dorm director, uh, but was informed that I didn't have to, so I took it. And then a year later, got the head coach. What was it like being the head coach? Oh, I don't know if I was ready for that one either. You know, I think we were uh, five and twenty-two when I took the job, and we won five the first year, and then went to a bowl the second year. So it was it, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Cincinnati. Or, so, oh, sorry, I skipped Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Uh, first opportunity D one. Charlie Sadler. Cincinnati. Cincinnati big. I finally had to convince my wife that it wasn't any bigger in Tulsa, and so she was she was good with it. But it was the first time I ever lived in. A city. Oklahoma. Dream at the time. Dream job. I was 35. Get to go coach at University of Oklahoma. Still, you know, still thrilled that I had that opportunity Coach Blake gave me. And that didn't work out, but then you went to Western Michigan. Big time. Tom Lewinsky helped me get that job. Bill Cubitt, Gary Darnell had a really good team. Was blessed because I didn't get that job until May. Oh, wow. Yeah, after spring ball for them. Mizzou. Larry Smith, one of the great men of all time. Bill Cubitt was with him as well. And, and and again, being a high school coach in Missouri was a dream of mine to coach at University of Missouri. Kansas? Kansas had a two-year contract. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is my first two-year contract. And let me tell you, I needed it because we got <laughs> fired and I couldn't get a job. <laughs> what was it like that one year where you didn't have a job? Well, a lot of people hated it. I kept going every, at the end of the month see if the check was in there. It was. And I was like, okay. And I, they called me old go getter. I used to take my wife's work, then I'd go get her after after she got off. <laughs> Did you think you were done, coach, at that point? Oh no, yeah, no, 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 no. All right, and then you go back to Northern Illinois. Yeah, best decision I ever made. Got on a winning team. We were ten and two. Beat Alabama, Iowa State, and Maryland that year. After Maryland had won the Orange Bowl, and yeah. coached a lot of great players. And uh, but Joe Novak, that was that was big for me. Joe, Coach Novak was big for me. Then you go to North Carolina. Yeah, huge. Butch Davis, he was the hottest guy out there, you know. And first time really way out on the East Coast, and uh, stayed there for five years. It was an outstanding time of our lives. Then you had in the SEC at Tennessee. Tennessee, big, big, big get. Uh, Jim Chaney, Coach Dooley. But Tennessee was a big job at the time uh, for me because it was uh, in the SEC. And then you had that Arkansas. Very interviewed it right about a day or two after we after the season was over, at, after we got let go at Tennessee. And, and uh, great opportunity. The family is the happiest, happiest people in the world. I remember calling them saying, hey, y'all know how I call them hogs, and they went crazy. And then Georgia. Huge. You know, as a kid, there's a few schools out there. At the time when I graduated in 80, uh, Herschel Walker was winning Natty at Georgia to think that George would offer me a job. Big deal. And then you, you, you come here as a head coach. Yeah, dream. Still. Yeah. Still dream. Unbelievable. I, I, when I'm driving or whenever I'm in the stadium or, you know, we come up the hill, coming south, on coming up from the south end, you see the stadium and you go, man, I'm the head coach of that place. It's, 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 uh, it's still a dream. It's still surreal. 
tell me about the uh, the statues you had erected at your place on the lake in Hot Springs. That's awesome. Unfortunately, the old Marlin went down two days after I bought the house, and that's when my mind started saying, well, there was an animal out there. I don't know how good the hogs can swim. They can swim, but we'll put a couple out there. And then Brandon White, he he took it to another, <laughs> another, another level, and uh, I'm proud of it. I mean, it's like a parade of boats that go by. I was going to say, what's that like? I'm sure there's a lot of people going by. A lot of people, a lot of calling the hogs, you know, things of that nature, but my wife said, everybody's going to know where you live. I said, they do anyway. So you can put a hog out there. They know where our house is. And that's just, again, you asked me about Arkansas. That's Arkansas. A big thanks to Brandon and Coach Pittman for that really in-depth discussion on both Arkansas football and Sam Pittman's journey to becoming the head coach of the Razorbacks. It was definitely a long journey, one with many stops, but Coach Pittman has built the Hogs into a program with a lot of hype heading into his third season. So for Brandon Marcello and Sam Pittman, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow. begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 